1: I'm gonna to marry Tom Brady. Okay, you marry? You he's marry? handsome. He's rich. You know, he seems to be worldly. Yeah. I feel like I could get along with him. He's gonna be then because he's marrying me. He's divorcing Giselle, so he's got extra money, right? <laughs> so I'm living the life. I'm yeah. marrying. I'm marrying Tom. Ha <laughs> ha. That was from a few weeks ago of I can't even remember the name of that game. It was F. What? Mary Kill. Yeah, F. Mary Kill. Say the bad word. I, okay? I, don't, I can't, you can't do say it. Bad I can't words. bring myself to Your kids to do are it. listening to podcasts, huh? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, F. Mary Kill. It was tough. I had uh, let's see, that was Brady Odell Beckham Jr. and I can't remember the third and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. I killed Aaron Rodgers, anybody <laughs> out there that thinks I favor him and not Tom Brady, okay? I, I said I got to kill Rodgers. did. And I'm married Tom. Married Tom. Yeah, of course I am. I love Tom Brady. Again, I'm going to clarify you that. You used to love but Tom Brady. I love you him. You used to love Always Tom have, Brady. always will. You know, hey, I don't – I have no personal bias here or anything. This is just realistically where my list and my evaluation is. I'm not – you know, it pissed me off that some people tried to say I did it for clicks. Okay, that's not. I didn't wait 31 picks to get clicks. Right, I mean that's uh, that's why I want to argue to some people They're like, oh, you're just doing this. Yeah, I set it up for 31 days. To on that 31st day, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give you guys the clickbait. Uh, yeah, I'm so, not that smart. First of all,
0: I can tell the wound is still fresh. Yeah, it's you not. You have an open sore.
1: Well, I don't have an open sore, that. but it's just been a constant conversation, and it's and you know engulfing my life and. Uh, again, yes, yeah. I think that there's players that are better. Uh, eight of them, apparently, that are better than Tom Brady at this point of his career. But yeah, I mean, I'm walking around the office here at NBC today. I still have you're men. getting it here. Well, I have people that no, number nine, oh, huh? No. Oh, 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 you know, and some get, get disgruntled at me too. He's and I'm like, supposed well, we can talk friendly confines. So, here. yes, yeah, whatever. But we've had some interesting reaction nonetheless, and uh, that's what we're going to get into. now. Yeah, right so so if that. you're if you're new to the podcast and this is the
0: first time you've ever listened, there's a little controversy last. Last time you were here with Paul, right. and you ranked Tom Brady as the number nine quarterback. Yeah, right now, right, right now. now as a forty, yes. what one two? He'll be forty-two at the start of the season. Yes, as a forty-one, turning forty-two-year-old. The uh, thing I
1: think is really that is, that also is maybe like chaps my butt a little bit out of this conversation yeah. is you can go on and like regional sports network in Boston week after week at the end of the season. I was bang, they were uh, hey, this this Chris this looks like the end for Tom Brady. Huh and they're just not going he's just not as special as he once was. Huh and ooh they're just not going to be able to make a Super Bowl run this year with this Patriots team and the sure. way Tom Brady looks. And I was literally the one like, "No, Tom Brady's still awesome. You can win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. The Patriots play a different style of football this year. All those things. You talked them off the ledge." I really did. And then when in the you know, they win a Super Bowl 13 to 3 and I guess right of, automatically he gets put back at number 1 or number 2 or whatever. So, <laughs> hey, well, can Continue to have a good conversation about so we, this. Yeah, so we'll go through four more. Yeah. We're going to go six through three Whoa. on
0: our countdown, so then we'll just leave the top two for uh, for the next podcast. Yeah. So we do have that coming up. we got Big Phil right. talking about wads of cash. Wads of cash. And we'll ask him about
1: that. Yeah. And some of the best teams that he ever, the best team that he ever faced. Yeah. Faced a lot of them. Random thing. I just had a guy in the lunchroom ask me about last week, and I thought, oh, that would be a good, you know, late June podcast. Before you talked to him, what would have been your guess for the Uh, best team that he ever faced? I I believe it would be the 85. I I think it's the 85 Bears. You know, that's for the defensive part of it. I've also heard him like just absolutely rave about those 92-93 Cowboy football teams, yeah. too. So that would be the teams that I think would maybe be towards the top of the list. So we'll get into all that coming up, but first, we
0: do have to get through the haters. Oh, we'll my gosh. The, so these are not people that work here, although they
1: may be. They make. No, I, I would here. be shocked if some of them were. the We have plenty of New England fans here in the NBC Sports Building, so definitely everybody hates Chris. Wasn't that a show once with Chris Rock? Right? Everybody hates Chris. Oh yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. It was well, the I counter don't... to everyone loves Raymond. Oh, everybody hates the Chris. Anti
0: Raymond. I never. Is that really what it was about? Or I think just, so. Okay. I think so. All right. Well, so There's, here's a, new, what, from there's tw- a new Chris they hate. Okay. From Twitter and from Instagram. Yes. Right? And maybe some YouTube comments in there.
1: All right. What would they say, Chris? Well, let's see. Let's start off with Dustin New 12 yeah. 14. Okay. You are, your list, okay, your list are complete shit. Okay, so first of all, did somebody in the back mistype that response, or was that his response? Nope, that Your was list are complete shit. Your list. So he's talking about all of lists? Or is he just talking about this li- one list and he's <laughs> improper with his grammar? We don't use. know. He didn't write that. I'm it not sure either. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Dustin. It's so <laughs> nice of you um, to say that. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure your lists are just as shitty. Thank you. <laughs> right, uh, okay, what what we was? got Phil Lafou, And it says, oh, it's got a clown face. And it says, stop freebasing cocaine. Whoa. <laughs> okay, First of all. That. Okay. He doesn't know. Do you freebase cocaine? Can you actually do that? I thought no. that was just a crack thing. You're talking to the guy who wouldn't say the F word at the top of the show uh, You're right. You're such here. a square. You're <laughs> yeah. right. You're right. I've never done yeah. cocaine. I wouldn't know what you do with it, okay? But either way, I can tell you that I don't do cocaine, all right? <laughs> and I don't know if cocaine Did would you? really, would that affect my list either way? I mean, it, man, to me, man, it would just yeah. make me, me speak faster and be like, come on, cocaine. It's <laughs> true. Tom Brady's number nine. <laughs> Did you so.
0: think that when you came out with your list that through the middle of it, you would have to defend that you're not
1: taking drugs or free? base in cocaine. Definitely the of the list. without a doubt. You I thought at some point, yes. And I was very aware that this part of it could get it because yeah. I, I had uh I mean if some people here at NBC saw it and they were like, "Oh gosh, you got to hear, you're going to you know, I knew I was going to take We were prepared crap for, this. for the day. We, right? We were prepared for the Brady day. And well, I'm prepared for That'd the go. Brady day and I've made this list before to where, you know, you're just going to have some fan base uh mad at you for the for, where you or rank the quarterback or, or everyone, everyone right, <laughs> or except for like the top <laughs> few guys. All right. So um, uh, Billy Toe the J. Billy yeah. Toe the J. Yeah. You're on crack. Ooh, so a theme. Okay. We have a theme yep. here. Yep, so okay, crack cool. and cocaine and shit so far. That's what I am, okay? <laughs> the Iron Maiden okay. 2112. You must be smoking some top s- <laughs> top shelf shit. So they all have a theory. They all have a theory. Well, of he's what correct here. about that. Iron Maiden 2112, 2112 is correct. I smoke some top shelf shit. <laughs> In fact, I don't smoke anything else but the top shelf okay. shit. I don't even. Even want to smoke it if it's middle or bottom shelf. I'll just pass and wait for the top shelf. So, so it, he, there's our first correct one. Our first correct one goes to the Iron Maiden 2112. You are right. I am smoking some top top uh, top shelf shit. I can't say it, but and, I can. And he I can might not it. even
0: even have been referring to the list. He not, might just have noticed that about you and thought, hey, here's Chris. He's a guy that I would think smokes tops.
1: He seems like a connoisseur, right? And that's what I am. That's right. Okay, okay. and then then Trev. Two one zero says this is why you don't do drugs, it's kids. They all thought you were affected. They all thought you were affected somehow. They all think I'm on drugs. They, they thought that a
0: clear-thinking man would never, would never put Tom Brady. in. Yep. And then I mean, number you number have nine. other
1: guys, okay? So like rescue, I, the rescue, the homies came to the rescue. Well, okay, right? but no, but the oh. I gotta read this. Like oh, which one? I got the bottom one with B B Jalloway, 1988. Sure. You okay. have absolutely no authority to put a list like this. Excuse me, but who are you again? You know who I am, buddy. You're, you're commenting to me on uh, social. So, you know, maybe you, 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 do you not know where you are on the planet? Do you not know who I am? You're, you're following me, okay? Yeah, and there's always a thing. You could just Google it, Yeah, right? You wouldn't have to leave a comment on
0: Instagram or Twitter to find out who you are. You could just Google it, and it would save a lot of time. Yeah, right, exactly right. Wouldn't so, and, you know, man, man or...
1: I've been right about the quarterbacks a whole lot. So, I have plenty of authority, Jalloway, okay? And staying with you, Dave Gettle God, okay? I got plenty <laughs> of, gosh, I'm not going to sit here and pat, pat myself on my back, but I mean, the two yeah. companies I work for—they didn't hire me because they were like, "Oh gosh, he's wrong so much. Let's yeah. pay him more money because he's wrong so much." No, I think it's kind of the opposite. So eat crap. All so right. the <laughs> so so we'll see if they do that. If they uh, hit below the belt, I'm allowed to throw a few jabs.
0: Absolutely, below 100%. Too, right? Okay. Uh, the homies though that you did have several people who came to your rescue. Several. Uh, I think Paul on the podcast was very supportive of your list. Yep, okay, he was, definitely. And, uh, no doubt. He said that he said that you know it's your list. Yeah. Right? Right. It's not you can't be right or wrong. Although when I looked at it, I thought, you know, that's wrong. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> <Thank> that's <you. laughs> wrong. Um, but here are the homies that came to the rescue. Richie five five five, Chris doesn't lose credibility for an opinion and a prediction based list. You all are crazy. I agree with that. Jonathan26M, don't want to hear the truth. And I think that is true for a lot of people. They don't want to hear. They're they're Tom Brady fans, which why would you not be? Right? Because he's he's great. He's awesome. He's one of the best, maybe the best of all time. People
1: don't want to hear the truth about anything anymore. I mean, not even about this quarterback list. (laughs) I mean, we can get into the news and anything, whatever it may be. People just want to believe what they want to believe and go, oh, this is warm and cozy. This is what I believe. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again... I mean, I, I, I think for everybody who thinks I'm crazy to be a number nine. Okay, if you want to say that, that's cool. But I think everybody else is equally just as fucking crazy if they think he's top five. I just hope everybody knows that. I really do. I, I would look at you and go, man, I don't really want to listen to you anymore talk sure. if that's what you think. Okay, so I'm just going to throw that out there, too. Okay. Uh, Tyler Hamrick, God bless you,
0: Chris Sims. No problem, Tyler. Ty Easton, you're spot on with this list so far, brother. Keep up the good work. Screw the haters. And uh, Tyron Nicholson says it's clear we're dealing with a sociopath here still love the podcast. So even though he threw it at you, he still likes the, uh, okay, good. the podcast. So, good, I'm a sociopath. I, Sounds so, uh, dangerous. <laughs> so, you know, it was more negative probably than positive. More people thinking you're crazy, you're free What's cocaine. crazy is
1: how many people, when Nine came out, Uh, You know, how 10 got forgot about so quickly with Drew Brees. And actually, I've had so many people actually agree with me on Drew Brees. Uh, You know, let alone people on PFT, but I've gone on radio station. So I feel like that reaction hasn't been nearly as harsh as the Brady reaction, which I expected. And again, hey, I'm just pointing this out there. Brady is... Of course, going to go down, you know, he's an all-time great, if not the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. of ever. You know I view that ranking a little different. It's not always about rings yeah. and that discussion. But I do think one of the things with this conversation is, yeah, people are trying to they're, – they're, they're taking the quarterback with the team and the circumstances yeah. they're in and the, the offense they're in, and they're going, oh – He's the best, and I want to go, no, but some of the things you're defending about the player are not the player. They are the support system, or they are the scheme, and I'm trying to break it down just about the player. Not everybody gets fortunate to be drafted by a team that's got great coaches and great players around them. You know, that's, that's – You know, that's what's happened. That's You know, oddly enough, that's what you see, like, with the NBA. I think that's what people realize, too. That's why you see, like, super teams, because LeBron James is sitting back there going, why should I sit here and be in career, you know, purgatory, okay, when, you know, guys like Magic Johnson just got lucky to be drafted by a team that had other Hall of Famers, and they put other Hall of Famers around them. So some of these NBA players said, no, I'm going to go out and make my own moves so I don't have to hear about this. And, you know, football, you can't always do that. And sometimes you're stuck in a tough situation. You could be the most talented. Talented guy in the sport, and if your support system sucks, you're not going to look like the most talented guy in the sport. Not in the ultimate team sport of football. Um, so we had a,
0: we had a comment. I, I can't find it here with uh, with Joe Montana, Bill Walsh. You talk about you know Bill Belichick making Joe Mont or making all right, we'll uh, take your time, time Brady. It. Where is it? I don't have it. Pat's life, 1977. I don't. Every team has a system. Even Joe Montana played in the West Coast offense. Yeah, well, I mean, but you, I mean. That doesn't invalidate. Everybody has a system. That system helped him.
1: Right. And that system so? was cutting edge and above uh, uh, the first of its kind in the NFL. Okay, so the NFL is catching on. And hey, there's a reason. Also, Tom, I mean, uh, Joe Montana's not in my top five quarterbacks of all time. Sure, I'm not all about just the rings thing all the time. Rings, 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 rings. Well, again, I mean, there's, there's a lot of like re-ranking in history of quarterbacks if it's all about rings. But then it's not about rings when you start to say things like that. Then they want to change the discussion. Oh well, no, but but when it's this. Very that okay whatever so my thing with okay john montana was phenomenal yes we're talking yeah. about a coach who is famous and had a bunch of coaches leave him because the system was famous okay we're talking about yes joe montana is phenomenal as he was right right okay right it's phenomenal he's it good yeah very good i mean he's certainly top 10 all time whatever arm, you want arm to say wasn't that strong it wasn't well he wasn't you know people think i'm always about the arm no but you know, okay, yes, the system was so good... That when Joe Montana left, they went to, what, NFC Championship game? NFC Championship game? Oh, won the Super Bowl with record quarterback performance, all right? Right away, right away. There was almost like no, like, oh, we have to pass the torch and give it to another quarterback and let him learn. No, he already had this team and the system and everything in the support system that Joe Montana had, and he just went off running with it where he was an MVP conversation. you think that can happen in New England? After Brady leaves? Well, I I do think it could. I think that's one of the – like, if you ask me two reasons Tom Brady continues to play. One is to pass Michael Jordan to be the number one sports icon in American history, okay, which is a great reason. Number two, he's scared to death that if he does leave – And then they go on and win two or three Super Bowls with Joe Schmo or somebody else like that. It's going to hurt his legacy. I truly believe that. Now I don't know that, but that's just Hmm. a theory I'm throwing out there. I I think there was one comment too. And then um, Ahmed, Ahmed, the system's so good. A kid from college, who never played college football, came in and went 11 and five. With the football team, he never—he didn't play college right. football. He's a backup quarterback. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo never started a game, and the first game he started in the system, we went, "Whoa, whoa." Holy cow. Well, they're going to beat the Cardinals on the road, first game of the year, and he's going to throw for high 200s and big touchdown passes? Oh, and then the second game, he's got three touchdown passes in the first half, and he's driving down like the machine they are, the New England Patriots, and they're going to go down and score another touchdown. He hurts his shoulder. Didn't matter because the third stringer came in, and they won with him the next week. Okay? So, again, it's not an indictment on Tom Brady. That's why everybody takes it so personal. Brady is fucking awesome. He is Truly, the guy I tried to model my career around, but I'm just trying to give everybody some realness about the situation and the world we're in right yes. now is just quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. He's the only guy on the field doing anything. Fuck everybody else. The quarterback's making the tackle. He's calling the plays. He's blocking. <laughs> well, if he throws a pick, he does have sometimes. <laughs> he to does have, to have to tackle. tackle. <laughs> yes, and I so. and I think that's all that's, I'm trying to shed some. There's going to be
0: a decline. There, he's not going to go from the number two quarterback until the day he retires. It's just not possible, right? No, a guy who's no. turning 42. It's going to be a slow decline. At one point, if he keeps playing until he's 50, he'll be the 30th best quarterback I, in the NFL. It's I, not going to be all or nothing. And then, um, but I think Ian Ballard yeah. from YouTube okay. really summed it up. And, and you've said this, too. And, yeah. and he, he put it in the way that he kind of understands your list and saying that I think a good way to look at Chris's list is if you put all these quarterbacks under center on a baseline average team in which the quarterback has no advantage or familiarity with the offense— um, the grade here is how they would perform. Yeah. So you take Tom Brady, you take him away from Bill Belichick, you right. put him with an offense that he's not familiar with. Right. It's just him. It's right. just his ability right. and able to, to guide an average offense with average talent around him. Would you take Tom Brady in that situation right now or would you take Deshaun Watson? Right. Or would you take Cam Newton That's what in I that mean. situation? That's what I'm trying and to I say. Think it's easier to see there. It's like, yeah, you know what? If, if Tom doesn't have what he's had. Right then you, you take the guy with the most talent. Right. That's and, what you're trying to figure yeah, out, exactly. who has the most talent right Right. And then
1: Tom in the prime of his career, I'd go, well, no, Tom's the man. Tom can go – you can put him in those situations. But yeah. you're, Deshaun Watson would be the perfect example. You know, just with that offensive line and only having Hopkins to throw to, I would go, man, that would be tough sledding for Tom Brady in that offense with that lack of protection. You need a guy like Watson who can make plays and do things and add – extend plays, all those things, whatever it may be. Yeah. But who is, who is it that said that, that comment right Ian there? Ian Ballard. Ian Ballard. That was a really – good way of... um kind of putting together my yep. thoughts. And yes, that is a very big part of my rankings in general. And before we move on, just yeah. one more thing on Drew Brees, because the one pushback
0: you get from Drew Brees yeah. is that how can he be 10 because he was a runner-up to the MVP in Patrick Mahomes. He, right. had, a, he had an MVP-like season. How how can he be so low
1: after well, that? Well, okay. First of all, I mean, hey, I, I'm not, this is not a knock. I respect all these people right, that vote for the MVP, but I, I don't know at any point have I ever looked at any of the MVP voters and been, these are quarterback experts. They really know the position. No, they know the team that's winning. They can tell what quarterback is playing good, great, okay, yeah. They see the stats. Okay, that's what it is. Hey, MVP conversation, come on, everybody. Let's get serious. It's the same thing every year. It's the quarterback who's on the best team yeah. that has the stats that are impressive to go along yep. with it. That's They're all not, the MVP yeah. award is at this point. You're kind of not doing the same right.
0: thing you're doing. And
1: it's, it's not the same it's discussion. It's not the same discussion, okay? And if everybody will remember, a lot of people's defense for, for Drew Brees last year in the MVP discussion was, oh, no, no, Mahomes is, is really having the MVP year. But Drew Brees, I think what he's done through his career, he just deserves it once. Yeah. If everybody will remember, man, there was a lot of people that that was their baseline for Drew Drew Brees that he deserved it as almost a career achievement award, which was a bunch of BS. You know who's to say Patrick Mahomes doesn't get hurt this year and his career's altered forever? Yeah, he never and has. He a never year. wins an MVP, and we're gonna look back and go, man, we gave it to Drew Brees in a year where a guy did special things because of why? Because of the career achievement? No, he, Drew Brees has already gotten plenty for a career achievement, <laughs> and he's gonna get a Hall of Fame jacket, and he's got hundreds of millions of dollars for career achievement. Yeah. the MVP went to Patrick Mahomes, but that would be my argument to that. It, little it reminds
0: me real quick of a story when I was doing baseball there was this old pitcher that I worked with for the San Francisco Giants name was Bill Lasky yeah and like his first or second year in baseball he had a really good year he made the all-star team he got a call from Tommy Lasorda yeah and Tommy Lasorda said hey Phil Necro didn't make the team this is probably going to be his last year so would you give up your spot on the all-star team so Phil Necro can go one last time and Bill Lasky the first second year in the league. Like I guess I got to do it. Tommy Lasorda's calling me, Phil Necro. and so he did. He gave it up. He's like, fine, you can you can go do it. Uh, he never went to an All Star game after that. There you Phil go. Phil Necro played five more years in baseball. He <laughs> didn't that, end up it going? wasn't even his last year. That's unreal. And so it's like, yeah, it's if it, you can't. It's it's got to be this year. You don't year. know, right? This year you don't know if Patrick Mahomes will ever do what he did. And so yep. I, I agree, 100%. All right. Whew. Yeah. Feel good. <laughs> How do you feel? I'm good. Okay. So we can continue with I'm the used list. I'm to this by now. Um, because there are a few I want to get through here before we get to your dad. Yeah. And can we get, can we get right into Let's number get into six? It. Number then, six. Number six on the Phil Sims top
1: 40 quarterback countdown is? Did he even notice, do you think? What? Did he notice? What did I? What? Did you guys notice? What happened? That, say it. What list is this again? Oh, the Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Phil might have his own list, but fuck, but fuck Phil's list. Okay, yeah. this is my podcast, we'll, we'll, and we'll we're going to mine. Okay, <laughs> all right. So number six on the Chris Sims list. I don't know what Phil's. I don't know six what is. he would he didn't have. make a list. But he's agreed with you. So he, well. he has agreed with me for the most part. Uh, number six is Big Ben Roethlisberger on my top forty quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Now, Big Ben. Gosh, I mean. Uh, last year was a phenomenal year for Ben Roethlisberger, and you know, a, you know, proved to me one that oh, you know, people always want to say Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, oh, they help out. Let you know, okay, Le'Veon Bell wasn't there last year. The run game sucked last year in Pittsburgh, 31st run team in football, you know, so. Everything was on Big Ben on a weekly basis. James Conner did some good things. We know that. But teams weren't playing the Pittsburgh Steelers going, oh, gosh, we got to stop the running back. It was going, no, we got to stop Big Ben, and Antonio Brown, and some of the plays that they make. And uh, for me, with Big Ben, I think the biggest thing to, to start out with is – Yes, great size, uh, awesome, you know, thrower of the football and awesome quarterback under pressure. He's still one of the best down-the-field throwers in the sport. And I put a lot of into that, definitely, because, hey, explosive plays are the number one or the number two stat in a football game as far as determining who wins the game. As turnover margin, the next thing that determines it is 20-plus play, yard plays that happen in a game. Uh, and that, a lot of the times, is predicated through Big Ben making big plays in the pass game. And, I, you know, again, you can like Big Ben, wherever, or dislike him. Hey, Big Ben, yeah, it, he looks like he's had a lot of jerk moments off the field, in the locker room, everything like that. But when you talk about on the field and his ability to make game-changing plays and do special things, and you go back and look at the highlights. Listen, Antonio Brown isn't as wide open as we'd all like to think and remember all the time. Go look at Big Ben's highlights. Man. Every throw is on the screws. Coverage is pretty good. Perfect throw. Perfect spot. He's a guy that can make any system work. And, yeah, I just look at him with his decision-making and everything. It's still at a very high level. Are there a few moments, like the Denver Broncos game, he throws the interception in the end zone, where you go, what the hell is that? Yes, definitely. I'm not, like, excusing him from that. But That was Antonio Brown's fault. Hey, Yeah, that's what he says. (laughs) But there is a lot of things that – You know, sometimes you're going to make a bonehead play or two again when you're a quarterback that has to play the way Ben Roethlisberger does which is basically carry the offense. You know, it's, hey, Ben, drop back. We need you to drop back 40, 45 times. And we need you to make game-changing type plays with your arm and your decisions and all of that. And that's where I look at Big Ben and just go, man, it's still at a really special level. And I know people are out there going to go, oh, well, they didn't make the playoffs. Okay, they didn't make the playoffs. It wasn't because of Big Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, what he did – what was he? Yeah, last, so last year. Yeah, so go ahead, this, throw it. This yeah. was
0: last year. He led the league in, in attempts. It was a career high. Led the league in completions. They leaned on him a ton. More than uh, ever, maybe. Uh, yards. He led the league in yards. Career high. Did lead the league in uh, yards per game and interceptions. He had 34 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. But this is what jumped out to me. Yeah. Is that last year he had the second lowest uh, career sack percentage of his career. Yeah. So right. he took fewer, even though he threw a ton more. Right. He took a fewer percentage sacks uh, less than uh, in previous years. So.
1: Yep. He doesn't huge hold. He's got a great offensive line. They're one of the best pass-protecting O-lines in football, so that has to be noted. And back in the old days of Big Ben, he would take sacks because you know, he was always trying to extend the play and make Mm -hmm. magic happen, and he made magic happen a lot. But within that, too, sometimes you'd go, oh, man, throw it away. Don't take the nine-yard sack. Damn. Oh, he used to do that. Now he has found a fine line of making magic happen and when to play the quarterback position to its truest form. Now, hey, the Broncos game we talked about, he screwed that up at the end, right? There was also some other things earlier in the game where I could point to and go, man, the Steelers in general screwed that game up. It wasn't Big Ben's fault. Sure. Hey, the Chargers game, okay, they lose 33-30 to at home. We're talking about some losses that might have dictate yeah. what happened in the end so people will go, well, but he didn't make the playoffs. Okay, the Chargers game, he did throw a pick, okay. But then, man, the Steelers dominated the football game. I mean, we got to remember the Chargers returned a punt the Steelers intercepted a pass in the end zone and two of them collided into each other and the ball popped in the air and Tyrell Williams caught it for a touchdown. I mean, it was a little bit of a fluky stuff there too, but I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, they didn't win that one because Ben Roethlisberger. No, I mean, he put them in position to win that football game. Um, okay, so then you go into some other losses later in the year, right? I just want to make sure I got him a, the Raiders game. Yeah. He was playing really good. It's an ugly loss. Remember, he got hurt. He had to come out of the game for an extended period of time that really yeah. put them in a and tough spot. And I think spot. that's
0: the thing, too, that he might get a little bit of a bad rap is his, his injury history, sure. as people think he's always injured. And he, d- he will miss a game, uh, you know, one game a year. But I looked it up over the last six seasons, he has missed a total of seven games. Yes. One over the last two years right. combined. Yeah. So even though he is dinged up and in a walking boot every once in a while, he does usually play. He usually played the 16 games.
1: And this is a great another talking point, too, okay? This is just about quarterback play in general. Like, guys like Big Ben Roethlisberger, okay, when those years where he did get banged up because, you know, people like in the late, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2000, the Pittsburgh offensive lines were like the worst in football. They were horrible. Sure. And they were went to two Super Bowls. And it was because of Big Ben and his ability to hang in there and make plays and do things like that. But – Guys that have to play that style of football are more apt to getting hurt. And I think that's something that, you know, we need to realize as fans as, at, at times. You know, when you're having to play a style of football that's a little, let's just say, more dangerous, right? Like Ben Roethlisberger back in the old days or maybe like Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers does. You know, when your team is, man, you need to make the plays all the right. time and you got to do it and we can't win the game. You're going to compromise yourself a little bit in times and try to make plays or there's chaos around you and you try to extend the play because you go, damn, I have to make the play. We're not that good. And there it's going to lead you into some vulnerable positions where a good quarterback on a team that's got a great support system around him and everything's good, when things get chaotic around him, he can just go, ah, I'll just take the sack and get down because we're good and the next down down we can convert. And I know my coach will call a good play we'll execute together. You know, the great quarterbacks that are stuck on these crappy teams – they have to kind of go above and beyond and kind of push the envelope about, like, what's actually smart at right. times. And I think that's why you can see some of those guys get banged has, up in those conversations.
0: Make more dangerous plays. Uh, right. They don't play the Raiders next year, so they don't get to get uh, a reunion with Antonio Brown. They do play the Jets, and so Le'Veon Bill will be on the sideline with, with uh, the Steelers and and Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he picked number seven because John Elway was his idol. Ooh, he was. He, that's why I picked number seven. Okay, he looked up I never to that way. Right. So I kind of looked it up. Who do you think has had the better career mm. between John Elway and Ben Roethlisberger? You, you, when you first think about it, you think, OK, Elway, obviously he won those two Super Bowls at the end to put the cherry on top. I don't know. It's closer than you think. It right? is. Yeah. Pass, passing yards. Big Ben, sixth all time. Elway, ninth. Touchdowns, Ben 7th all-time, Elway 11th. Okay. Big Ben has fewer interceptions, 190 to Elway's 226. Oh, right. Um, if you want to go just by Touchdowns per pass attempt because they are throwing more now. Yeah. Touchdowns per pass attempt, Ben 5%, Elway 4%. So he throws at a higher rate. Right. Interceptions, yeah, Ben threw fewer interceptions 2.7% of the time. Elway 3.1% of the time. They
1: both made the playoffs 10 times. They both have won two Super Bowls. Wow. That's pretty unbelievable when you put it next to each other like that. Right? Well, It's a thing that on Pro Football Talk with Mike a lot, I always argue that Big Ben – career-wise, I think, you know, is a lot better and needs to be talked about in more of a glowing fashion than he is. And I think because of the -the off-the-field stuff we mentioned and some of the things he said in the locker room and things like that, he gets knocked down because of that. But if we just try to keep it between the white lines, right, and not let all those other things influence you, I mean – it's a special career. It's, uh, for me, it's a borderline top ten in the NFL history career. I mean, that's, that's where it, it's I mean, around. You put there. him head-to-head head with Elway, and he comes exactly. out slightly ahead. It I'm going to say Elway is still better. Okay. Uh, I value Elway as one of like, the greatest talents to too. ever play. Um, I was surprised at how close it was. I hear you. And, you know, again, this is a conversation, too. I, maybe we need to ask Dad, or maybe we get another old quarterback that's you know on the, on the pot at some point, too. Of course, the game was different. And you've heard my dad sometimes mention, I mean, they're, they're, the coaches used to say to him, if you don't throw one or two interceptions, then you're not being aggressive. Enough. Sure. You know, and that's the way it was around the NFL. Got it. It was be aggressive. Throw the, so interceptions were not as taboo as they are now, you know. But the other thing, too, I'd be interested to hear, like, from a John Elway, or maybe I'll ask Dan Marino or Jim Kelly or my father, how many of the yards and touchdowns are due to the time of we are, in like, right now in the NFL? I would yeah. love to hear that from one of those guys. Like what would Dan Marino say? Would he go... I think you add 20,000 yards on to all these guys playing right now. What Dan, is it?
0: Dan would say he'd throw for 400 yards a game, probably. Oh,
1: I mean, I, I think he would. He'd go, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, exactly right. I would wonder what he would think, like, what, you know, the number is that Tom Brady or Peyton Manning got at the end of their careers just from yeah. playing in this era I think would be an interesting and conversation. And one last thing real yeah. quick.
0: You you did knock down Carson Wentz a
1: little bit for leadership yeah. as a question mark. Sure. How about Big Ben's leadership? Yeah, Ben's leadership is certainly in question. I mean, about the how he handled. Handles the locker room. It's not beautiful. No, it's not. You know, um, I can't say a lot of glowing things about him, but I think at the end of the day, too, hey, like you talked about, he's available, he's on the field, and he does lead them in a lot of big moments to win football games, okay? And there is that aspect of it as well. So, yes, is there something he can improve? Being a better teammate, being a better leader, definitely with that, and maybe just limit a little bit of those, like we said, bonehead interception mistakes that he makes, yeah. definitely. I got no defense for that. That is certainly a flaw of his game. But, man, even at the end of the year, we talked about the Raiders game. They lost it. I mean, he was 25 for 29 for 282 and two touchdowns. That's crazy. You know, the next week they played this. The, they were screwed in a game against the New Orleans Saints where two fourth-down penalty pass interferences that were not pass interference calls uh, were given to the Saints. One for a touchdown. But, sure. you know, you're going to blame Big Ben for going 33 of 50 for 380 and three touchdowns and no interceptions? <laughs> and we're going to sit good, here and go, oh, good day. Big Ben, he's not a winner. He didn't win. You know, there's just more to it just, than that. Yeah, they relied on him a lot. And he, they he did. stepped up. And yeah. he stepped up. So he is good, but not quite
0: as good. As number five on the Chris Sims top 40 quarterback
1: countdown list, and that is... And we've talked about him a few times today, oddly enough, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean... Again, you want to talk about super talent. I mean, this guy is a superstar, could be face of the NFL type talent. We have all forgotten about him a little bit because of the, the, the Patrick Mahomes factor. But before Patrick Mahomes, this was the new, cool, young, sexy, en vogue yeah. quarterback where everyone was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see this guy. And, of course, he tore his ACL in the midst of a really special rookie season. You know, last year got off to a slow start. But, man... I mean, what's there to say about Sean Watson? First off, let's just go with the negatives, all right? The negatives to me are just nuances of the position at this point. It's really just playing the position, situations, a little bit like I was talking about with Big Ben early in his career. You can't try to make magic every time. Sometimes the defense wins and just take the sack for a three-yard loss. Well, Don't, he did take a lot of sacks. He took a lot of 62 sacks. 62 of them Right, the right, and, and I think some of them are because of him because, hey, there's probably a list of – 20 other plays where he said, ooh, he could have been sacked, but he broke out of it and made an unbelievable play or throw for 30 yards down the field. And you go, oh, gosh, nobody in football could have gotten out of the jam he just got of. But it's just going to go on the stat sheet as a 20-yard completion where I'm going to go, like, only three people in the game would have got a 20-yard completion here. Everybody was covered. The protection was shit. And he escaped. Now, with all that, like we talked about, like I was saying with Big Ben, yeah, just have a little bit better. Sometimes you can have a feel of okay, okay. I'm in a bad situation, but I think I can wiggle myself out of this. Okay? Then there's the other times at the quarterback where you just go, oh, my gosh, this situation's really bad. And he's so great, he still goes, I think I can wiggle myself out of this. And those are the times I want to go, no, just throw it away. Get the ball out of your hand. Or, you know, just take the sack right there and let's play second and 14 instead of second and 22 because you broke the tackle and went back a few more yards and things like that. Things like that. Or, oh, man. The blitz came, our offensive line messed up how we were supposed to protect it. Nowhere is a place you could throw the ball away and not get called for an intentional grounding and just have it be an incomplete pass. Right. Those are the things I look at Deshaun Watson for like the next level of play, the little nuances.
0: Sure. But you really like him if you see those negatives with him and still put him here at five. Because, so you really like
1: him. Because the positives are, you know, again, like our guy talked about before, it just... I've been on three radio stations the past few days, and you know people have realized, oh, I must have Deshaun Watson in front of Tom Brady because we haven't said his name yet. Yeah. And Brady's number one. <laughs> Brady's number <laughs> There's my boss. Oh, yeah, yeah. I might be fired by the, end, just, of the, well, by the just, end of
0: the week. We do have to move him up the list now.
1: <laughs> yes, and that is uh, Sam Flood, Brady. who is the boss here at NBC Sports. It's Brady and, is and, the new number uh, one. I was afraid I might get fired actually when I re- un- uh, unveiled that. Um, but I think the thing I look about look at more than anything yet. So when I was on the radio, then, yeah. I went, okay, name me, who else is, who's the other receiver behind De, besides DeAndre Hopkins? And all three radio hosts so far have been, um, um, um I said, yeah, exactly. Who's the running back? Uh, oh, uh, you know, and one of them got to, oh, Lamar Miller. Right, yeah, it took you, to, like, you couldn't even, you can't even name the support system around him. Right. Let alone the, the probably worst offensive line in football in front of him last year. I mean, it was pitiful. I mean, it really was. And the other thing we have to take into account with Deshaun Watson, okay, you know, besides the magic he is capable of making with scrambling and extending plays, their run game is pretty good there in, in, in Houston. Yeah. It's very good because of Deshaun Watson. Sure. And again, that's not going to go on the statistical, you know, book or anything like that. But hey, a team plays the Houston Texans and they go, oh, they love to pull that left guard and run the ball between the right guard and right tackle with Lamar Miller. Oh, I'd really like to shift our linebackers over there. Oh, okay, that's good. Oh, shit, we can't do that can't because do if it. he keeps it on a read option and they design a run play out the back door, we're screwed. And that, of course, makes, again, like the Cam Newton theory. It makes defenses do things they don't want to do. Right. But Watson, his arm, his—he does take care of the football. You know, his ability to be precise on short routes, deep routes, whatever it may be, all around, are all around special. Yes, and I think that with the offensive line, hopefully getting better there. You know, I do think they need more offense there. That's the New England scheme they run there, right? But anybody that's ever listened to me and back to my Bleacher Report pod and all that. It's New England, like, kindergarten version. Hmm. It really is. It's like they took the first week of New England's installation at a training camp and just said, no, we're good. Yeah. That's all we need right there. And because Billy O'Brien's a little bit more old school, I want to run the ball, we're just going to be tough and physical and do that, where he didn't take every trick in the world that Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick have sure. and everything. But they do need to do more. If they want to get the most out of Watson and their team, I do think they need to help Deshaun Watson out with more easy plays, slam dunk completions. It can't always be, gosh, just Deshaun, make, make it happen or – Right. You know, oh, everybody knows we're throwing DeAndre Hopkins. Just stand in there and make an amazing right. throw, even though everybody knows you're throwing to him.
0: Act game-plan it as though you don't have this freak athlete and this great quarterback. Yeah, they as, just as need to grow on Apple. that side of the ball. You brought Definitely. up Bill, Bill O'Brien, and I was thinking about Bill, and uh, I think he is the number one most unhappy coach in the NFL. I think if I – and I did a top five ranking yeah. when I was thinking about this. Your um, list sucks. Of unhappy coaches. Well, well, let me get through it. Okay, here's my top five yeah. unhappy coaches. Oh, I like no. this. Okay. Number five, yeah. Pat Shermer. Okay, I think he seems generally unhappy. He does. Uh, right. n- number four is Mike Zimmer. Okay, he does. I, I don't think I've ever. Have you ever seen him smile? I, I maybe one more time than Pat Shermer. I don't know, but he you're right. He deserves
1: it. to be just above it. Right, health might not work like yeah. that. Number three, Matt <laughs> Patricia. Okay, he seems miserable. Yeah, he he couldn't be a nicer, more enjoyable nice, guy. He's a great guy.
0: He seems unhappy, but
1: I, I I understand where you're coming from when you watch his press conferences and things like that. Number two, Bill Belichick. Okay, he seems not. Not happy. No. I and mean, a lot of people would think he's number one, but
0: I think Bill O'Brien is the number one unhappiest coach. He's he an ornery. all the, He's just angry, he it can, seems like, can, all the time. He
1: can, add, you know, yeah, some shot fire. He'll talk strongly to the media at times and, like, you know, kind of give me an answer, like, you're stupid for asking yeah, that. Yeah, he's not in a good mood. He is a, just a no-nonsense football coach. I have the ultimate respect for, for Bill sure. O'Brien. You know, a lot like Belichick that way, but, yeah, they just, they do so many things the right way and he's a lot more Personable than I think you know we all want to give him yeah away from the field maybe yeah definitely I I think he's got a great way about him at least in my interactions where but I understand where you're putting him there I get it I I thought John Gruden maybe but
0: he shows too much joy he has highs and yeah he has those highs and yeah yeah.
1: he's like a bipolar coach at the uh, podium
0: I was gonna put Ron Rivera in there but I feel like he's more devoid of emotion yeah no he's kind of always like the same guy he's neither happy nor sad (laughs) right
1: I like that list I really do I think Shermer might have been should have been a little higher probably oh you think he's unhappy i think oh yeah i think you're right i think he might have might maybe should have been (laughs) like three or something around around there
0: uh deshaun watson number five on your list uh pretty good in the playoffs against indy you know not not a bad game there 235 yards a yeah, touchdown, okay, 76 right. yards, um, five touchdowns against Miami Dolphins. You think he can go up on this list, though?
1: I, oh, I do. I think Deshaun Watson on a given year, right? I mean, again, you know, things got to fall the right way, and hopefully they can have a Will Fuller that stays healthy for a complete season or find that really good number two receiver and have an O-line around him. That Yeah, this could be a guy that – he has a phenomenal year, and Patrick Mahomes has a less-than-year. Sure. Where I mean, would I sit here and be shocked if I could hear next year going, oh, no, Deshaun Watson's you know the best quarterback in football right now or the second-best quarterback? No, I don't think that's far-fetched. I think he's that type of talent. And you mean, we've where, seen it enough yeah. now, whether it's Clemson – whether the way he jumped into the league and took over games right off the bat. Where would he be if he didn't tear his ACL? I know. In practice, too, which I forgot it was practice until I was looking at it. It Who knows? Exactly. And, again, he might be higher, too, if he didn't have to go through the slow start. let's not forget, the Houston Texans started off 1-3 and and then went on a run and just were unbelievable all the way into that playoff game where they just met a foe who was actually hotter than they were, uh, which is, you know, kind of hard to do. Uh, we
0: got Big Phil coming up in just one second, Yeah. but I do want to let everyone know, uh, are, you a, are you a racing guy, IndyCar, NASCAR, you get into it watch I, every I mean, once in a while? The
1: big races, I pay yep. attention. Daytona 500. Yeah, and I certainly watch the highlights and have like some personalities in racing that
0: I like. We got the Monster Energy Series coming back to NBC, Chicagoland Sunday, 3 o'clock on NBCSN. We got the second half of the season. It's going to be good. So NBC is returning, or, or NASCAR is returning to NBC. And you kind of dabbled in a little NASCAR content not too long ago yep. where you did a quarterback school with Bubba Wallace yep. and Corey, Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy. Yes. And it was so good. It really was good. I watched right. it, the whole thing. You broke down their throwing motion and all that stuff. Yep. It was so good that you received the content cup that you yes. can hoist one of the –
1: Yes, I finally won it, everybody.
0: <laughs> I finally won something. There have been three winners. The first one was who's the first the one? The first I know one. Premier League won it the second time.
1: Yeah, first one. October, November was Michael Jordan promoting oh. the Sunday Night Football okay. thing, right? Yeah, that which was I very think good. was the rodgers Brady thing. That was a phenomenal segment, right? The best. Yeah. November, December was Premier League stuff. Okay. okay. And then the other months aren't on there. We need to update this. We do here, need to update. I oh, really thought true. I was. I can't take this home, huh? I would like. to I bet you could take it home. I can probably. Why not? Right. There is a dollar in here. Who for else going I don't know why there's a dollar in there. So, people think so you,
0: you need some extra change. You won the content cup. You go. I think it goes Stanley Cup, content cup, and then all the other. All oh, the other ones.
1: Super yeah. Bowl after that. Lombardi's yeah, after that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Congratulations. Thank it's
1: you very, very much. Very I appreciate that. All right. So much. Should we do it? Oh, well, you know, Ahmed, it's Tuesday, it and is. we always have a special guest on Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Good old PMS is coming to join us today.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Dad, Philip it's, Martin Sims there. Uh, yeah. oh, what's going on, Dad? You doing good? Yes.
2: Well, I'm just really honored you said you got a special guest, so wow, okay, yeah. who is it?
1: Well, hey, it's you, okay? Every okay. Tuesday Gosh. is special.
2: Yeah. Yep. By the time you said something good about me, son, you tortured <laughs> me for 30 years. Yeah, I know. Well, really sure, more than that. Probably more than that, I was yeah. about to say.
1: Yes, yeah. definitely. All right, here's the first thing. Just with some relevant news, right? Yeah. Anybody out there see social media this weekend, right? Cam Newton. Cam oh, Newton. Cam yep. Newton gets stuck in France. <laughs> Apparently he was late for his flight. He so, missed, his, he missed right. his
0: flight, and right. then he had he had business class or first class on the original flight. Yes, right. Missed it. And then when he was on the next flight, he there was no business or first class. So yes. He had to ride in coach with limited leg room. So he offered $1,500 to a passenger that had a little bit more legroom than him. I I still don't think he was in
1: first class, but apparently he just walks around with $1,500 in his pocket. Well, and that's perfect because this is something that came up a little bit last week with Dad in general anyways because we were talking about cash carriers, right? And so when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is a good convo for Dad. I mean, yes, 1500 is a little excessive. I don't know if, if Big Phil, you walked around with 1500 in your prime. But it is a very, I don't know, Dad, why is it popular in the NFL? I think certain players do carry around more cash than maybe the normal, you know, right. Joe and Johnny on the street. and. What was your reason? Why? Why did you always have cash on you? Because I remember growing up, and you always had big wads of cash on you. And and guys on the team, like especially the offensive linemen who are cheaper, would always like, oh, look at all that money Phil has. And they'd say things like that to you.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I had to keep a lot of cash on me while I was playing because Lawrence Taylor was always borrowing it. (laughs) Hey, man, how much money you got? (laughs) Uh, And I said, well, how much do you need? And he goes, I need it all. (laughs) So I said, okay. And I would usually have around 2000 on me and I would give it all to him and he would take it. And he would, he always paid me back. It might be two or three days later, but once he got settled in. And, you know, whatever went to the bank, he would get the cash and give it back. And why do NFL players all carry cash or probably more than the normal people right. or regular people, whatever you want to say? Yeah. Uh, it's because they had no money growing up. Yeah, that's a good and I point. I grew up in right. an era where there was no two credit cards. We didn't, right. you know, I didn't go buy a pack of gum and use my cash card here. I'll need some points. Oh, my gosh. I want to say sometimes in the airport, hey, just leave it there. I'll pay for all of it. Please go. Right, because you stand in line, everybody get their. Oh, I got to punch in eighteen numbers. So Cam Newton, the other thing I'd say, yeah, I mean, come on, fifteen hundred. Yeah, Is that you just he, got two thousand.
0: You need more. Sooner or later,
2: you're going to hit a number. Somebody go, oh my, I got to take it.
0: <laughs> well, well yeah, right. he might not have had more than
1: fifteen hundred. That might have been all he had. And well, I, well I think
2: he'd be good for
1: it. So, yeah. wait, wait, this is something dad brought up to me and yeah. earlier when we were talking about I'm this. I'm still a
2: cash carrier, by the way. And you are
1: still a cash That's carrier. Right. But, but, this, dad brought this up too th- when, when this first came out over the weekend where I thought it was really funny where he talked about uh, how come it is that when people are sitting at their gate and they go, we have a $200 voucher for you and you'll get points. And people are like, oh, I'll take that deal. And you see people go up and do uh-huh. that. But here's a guy who's sitting in the seat. He won't take fifteen hundred cash from Cam Newton. What's the why? why Is that? I don't.
2: It's some psychological. uh, It's psychological. I don't know why. I don't know enough about it to say it. But it's unbelievable. I was going to Kentucky. Tremendous bad weather here in New Jersey, thunderstorms everywhere. My mom was getting heart surgery the next day. And I'm there, and you believe it or not, they make an announcement. Phil Sims to the counter. And I go up to the counter and go, yes, yeah, so what's going on? Uh, we're sorry to inform you. You've been bumped from the flight. And I said, what? And they, um, yes, we're, uh, t- it's too much weight on the flight, and the computer picked you out. Right, and I just oh my! I said my mom is. You know, I, I get ready, and then she goes, "Hey, I'm sorry, you know." I, I would, so I turned around. No exaggeration. Everybody's sitting there, delayed for hours at the airport. It's a mess. Everybody, and I said, "Hey, I need to get home." All the people going to Louisville too, right? And I said, "I will give you know." I started that at thousand. I said, "I'll give 2000 Who will give me the seat? I got it on me. I will give you 2000 and you know, not a person budged. I didn't have one or two go, man, I'm sorry, but I've been sitting in the airport all day. I just got to get home. Right. And it's this true story. So I had to call Peterborough Airport. And I had to get a private plane to take me down there.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Now that you're saying it, I remember oh, yeah. this whole, Oh, yeah, that bill
2: was sure a lot more than 2000 Well, so yeah, I that I
1: was. You're right. Well, geez, if you carried a little more cash, maybe you could have got it done you in did. the airport. I don't Man, know. I you don't know. know. <laughs> I, hey, I was, come
2: on, I was, de- well, whatever. So, so, those things happen. Well, so. I, d-
0: I did look it up, too. And so he was flying from Paris to Dallas, which yeah. is like a 10-hour flight. Uh. And and the difference in fare for first class business class that was about 2500 okay for first class business class right coach was like 1500 so that passenger already paid 1000 more dollars just for the extra legroom yeah. so he was probably thinking I'm I paid for it this is what I wanted
1: and hey I I'm not- I'll tell you right now Paris to Dallas yeah. I I'm in extra legroom 10 hour flight 1500 wasn't going to get me to move the seat I know that it was going to no. take. It was going to take a little more. Somebody like me, six five. Yeah, you know, I'm 230 pounds. Dad's a big guy. I, I just. I don't think I could have gone and sat in the normal coach seat for no. 10 hours. Even though it was Cam Newton, it was a great $1,500 in cash and a great right. story. I just don't think I could have so, done the tour. So I'm
2: sure Cam Newton had some jewelry on to give just in case. <laughs> look, if <laughs> I don't You're give right. you the money here, just hold this. Hundred thousand dollar necklace or whatever, you know. <laughs> so he could have done that too. But yeah, that's a good. That's a good story. Ah, so and f- ed, hey, hey, I guess the economy is just so great that uh, you know nobody needs money.
1: <laughs>
0: really? I don't no. know. Yeah, hey, so uh, that, that, that one seems to be the, That seems to be so the talk. Before we we move on. So Phil, yeah. when you when you had the wad of cash, would you? Would you take out the whole wad to pay someone and then flip through the twenties, or how did that? How was that? How did that work?
2: Uh, I t- yes, I took it all out. Yes, He's rubber, made, rubber he bands. He does, rubber, he band okay. okay. He's like rubber band around it. Okay, like me. band, Eight wallets. Still I, carry the rubber band. I probably have about twenty one hundred dollars <laughs> in my uh, drawer downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Here's the problem, Ahmed. Ahmed yeah. is that my daughter, my wife is always dipping into it. I wouldn't even doubt when Christopher comes over, he goes, hell, I could use a few hundred. He walks over that drawer. <laughs> oh, I've definitely done t- it
1: before. It's been a long time. But, like, early on, college career? Oh, when, yeah. When Dad like, might have had a big wad of cash in his little, like, uh, oh, I put my keys yeah. and my, my money there. If I walked by and it was a plentiful of hundreds, yeah, he's not gonna, I was going to take gonna one or two and go, oh, yeah. you know what, I need this for the next few days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're right, and I never counted it. I always had an idea how much I had, but, you know, who counts it down to the dollar? Uh, but oh, well. Oh, well. And, I, and I still do it and just because I do like using cash. I, you know, I, I go to pick up food or pay for food, some, and I pay cash. I even said the other night, I was with my wife, I paid cash for our dinner, and I said to the waitress, uh, are you okay with the cash? Is it okay that I pay cash? Right. Because nobody does anywhere now. So it's, that's the way it is. Yeah, okay.
1: No doubt. All right. All right. So here's another subject. I, I And this is, I mean, come on. We got nothing newsy to talk about right now. And we're yeah, not gonna, no
2: kidding. I can tell that.
1: Right. And we're not going to talk about my quarterback rankings because I'm sick of talking about that myself and they're my own rankings, okay?
2: You, you, you know, I, yeah. I'm not sick of it. I think it's been good. Thanks. But Damn, when's it going to end? <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's coming down. A week. <laughs> well, now, one more week. we got a few more days, and we're yeah, done. No, a
2: couple of days you're done. No, you've done a great job with it. So <laughs> Thanks, uh, man. I appreciate that. I know that. it's a lot of hard work. People, oh, you know, everybody just, you know, if you left it to the public, there'd be 32 number one ranked quarterbacks. So right. it's just always going to cause a little well, something. Well, Phil, and what
0: do you think? It started a feud. This whole list started a feud between your son and Kurt Warner. What do you think about that? It's not a feud. What do you mean it's not a He's, feud? I don't know. It was He's a Twitter. Entire,
1: it was a Twitter feud. Well, whatever. I just gave it one tweet to him. He that never even true. tweeted at me originally, too, which was kind of like passive aggressive, and you want to say talk about well, it. What,
2: what was the feud? I did. I'm. I'm uh, well, he, he, he he got all he got
1: all over me that I had Brady and Breeze at nine and ten.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, listen. Yeah. Are you telling me if we have a draft now that Brady and Breeze are going to be the first quarter? Is, that what it is? see, that's how would you clarify list. And everything. There's just so many things, and you've done a good job of going through all the different parameters, or whatever you want to say about it. And if you want to say right now, yeah, and we're doing it now, not history, then come on, it's not. You can't argue. What are you going to take right now? Take Tom Brady over Deshaun Watson? I know. In this stage of the career, and what we see coming coming forward, and everything, well, I, you know. So the
1: one thing on. we see with this, and we'll get off the subject in general. Yeah. It's just, it just is. I think a lot of teams, when they think quarterback, they want to bring on the coaching staff and the offense with it. And it's just more to it than ranking the quarterbacks on numbers and Super Bowl wins or who had the better record. You know, some guys got stuck, uh, not, not in anything to do with their doing, with bad teams, bad support system. But that doesn't mean they're not playing their position still at a high high level and t- making the most out of maybe the crap that they're given yep. on a given game by game basis. And I think that's what sometimes people forget. Well, in the, you know, in the I told you
2: this last year. I, I guess it was last year during the offseason. Bill Cowan and I talked about the the draft. And we were going all the quarterbacks and this and that. And I said, well, let me ask you a question there, Mr. Coach. And I said, what's more important, the quarterback that you draft or the offensive coordinator? And it was funny, he kind of, you know, Bill goes, you know, that's a good question. Right. And so he, he immediately knew that where they land, who the coach, the, the, the organization, all that, plays as much into the success of a quarterback's career as anything. Your talent, no matter how great, a lot of times will get washed away, not noticed, and not able to carry a team because it cannot carry a team. Right. It can do certain things, but yes, everybody knows the head coach, Maybe a couple other stars, Odell Beckham Jr., this guy, and the quarterback, and that's who, That's what it's all about. That's it.
0: Yeah. That's, so, yeah and yeah, right. I, listen,
2: I have this fight constantly. Oh, well, so and so's not playing well. Are you watching the game? He's getting destroyed. Right. What do you want him to do? Right. Well, you know, he just he, he threw an interception. He should have. Yeah, because he got, you know, planted, in, smashed in the face, and, well, whatever. So we, we know that story. People got to think a little deeper than just. Oh the name off the top is this and go on. so yeah, that's again. Right. Let me just say it one more time. Yeah. And don't get used to it because I don't say it often right. I think you've done a really good job.
1: Hey, thanks, uh, Dad. I appreciate that man. I really actually I mean, does. Don't, don't
2: but he doesn't take compliments well, so yeah. you don't know, <laughs> right. guess his head. so don't <coughs> give him many.
1: All right, so I'll, here. I'll beat him back down throughout but, the rest of the podcast. <laughs> right, yeah, good job. Thank you. Um, all right, th- this is uh, one, just a good football conversation. I had somebody in the NBC lunchroom ask me this the other day. It's one of the workers here. Great guy. Always wants to come up to me and talk football. But he asked a question pertaining to you. He asked me, he goes, who's the best team your dad played against? I think I know the answer. I know we've, I've heard you tell people this a little bit. But I just thought, ooh, that's kind of a good end of the June, uh, you know, end of June conversation. And so I'll start there. Who, when I talk about, so I, you know, looking at your career, Dad, you played the Super Bowl winner from 84 to 93. Uh, And in some of those years, you played both, the winner and the loser of the Super Bowl. You know, of course, the 81, 82 Redskins, I know you played against them. I don't think you played the 83 Raiders that year. I didn't even look. And I don't think you played the 81 Niners or the 80 Oakland Raiders. But other than... 81
2: Niners? Let me think of 81. We might not have played them that year. You're right. It seems like i played them at least once a year. It seems
1: like almost every year, right? Yeah. I get you. But so, starting there, I really am interested. Who is the best team you played against in your 15-year career?
2: Well, if we're going to go offense and defense, or am I just going, first, if I'm going defense, mm. it's the Chicago Bears. Okay. Because they were running something that nobody else was doing. And, you know, the 46 defense, Buddy Ryan, you know, I think, which is still being played today, tells you something, how great it was and the thought process, all that. And I remember doing, working on it in training camp going, what is this? Right. You know, the linebackers are over here, three of them, and then there's a safety on the other side near the line. Go, well, what do we do? Who's the, what are we going to say? Who's the linebacker? Who? And it was really something. And, and I'm glad we worked on it because we played them in the playoffs a year. We didn't score any points, but at least I knew where they were going to line up. But that defense, um, the Astroturf, uh, everything about it was the best that I played against. And, and the, the the sad thing is, it just, they only won one Super Bowl with that team. right? That's one thing. But the Dallas Cowboys overall as a football team.
1: You're talking about offense, defense, just defense, an all-around team, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, they had the big three on offense, the great offensive line. But in 1993, we're playing them for everything. We're right. going to get home field or we're going to be a number two seed, a week off, everything. And they play at our place. And I remember walking in, and George Henshaw was the offensive well, was quarterback coach. Right. Wednesday morning, get the game plan. And I get in there, I said, what do you think, George? He goes, oh, Phil, they're good. They're so good. And I go, "Hell, oh, I don't want to hear that. But they were just loaded. They, and what made it? Their defensive line was truly eight starters on the defensive line. And it didn't matter who was in there. It was incredible. And, of course, the one that really put them over the top really excited me when the San Francisco 49ers traded Charles Haley to the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? But that team was unbelievable. It really was. And we took them into overtime, but, uh, you know, we lost, but, still just everything about them they were great but two teams i got to mention yeah that really never did nothing right in the playoffs okay that were super bowl talented and should have probably should have won multiple super bowls the philadelphia eagles when buddy Ryan was down there right and the the who the houston texans
1: oh, the houston oilers at the time the uh, houston oh, wow. oilers right. yeah sorry right.
2: I mean, nine guys on them, all pro this. I mean, they were loaded everywhere. Right. Linemen, defensive linemen, wide receivers, the run and shoot, Warren Moon. Right. And I, I don't know. I'm going to say they won one playoff game in that whole run.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not many. It might be two, but you're right. It's not many more than that. I, I can't say that I recall. Uh, oof. I know you're right. Every time I think of a game, it was a a big loss, but you're right. I mean, they had Munchak, Bruce Matthews on the offensive line. You know, the defensive line was stacked. The secondary was good. Uh, I mean, they were always fun to me watching them, you know, when I was growing up, but you think they were that they were a Super Bowl caliber team in your mind?
2: Man, when you we ran out in the field, I got to play him a couple times. I just remember maybe it was you know I was just damn the Giants too. Right? They they were you know Brad. I think it was not Brad Childers, Childers, Ray Childers.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh my
2: gosh, he was the meanest, angriest human ever on the field. <laughs> and and but you know I just remember playing him. We played him in Giant Stadium. I must say in nineteen ninety one, the last last game, game, of, the game of the year. year. Yes. Yeah. And it meant so much to him. Right. I mean, they were going to get a bye. They were going to be seated. The whole thing, and you know, we're we're not even a good team. We're in disarray. Right. And they come up and they just basically do nothing. We beat them in a close game. Right. Like, but yeah. it just there was no emotion or whatever. I don't know what it was, but they kind of turned it on late in the game. But I was even when the game was over. I was shocked. Oh, wow, they just didn't. You, I just thought they were going to be emotionally so charged to play for what was at stake. They weren't. We won. And I don't remember what they did from there. They didn't yeah, do much. I, I know that.
1: They beat the Jets in the wild card and then lost to the Broncos, I think, with Elway with a great last-second drive. Oh, which you're right. Which I can still remember right. watching. Right. Out in
2: Denver, right? Right. Yes, exactly. Well, if they'd have beat us, they'd probably have been playing a game in Houston instead of in Denver. Yeah, that's and right. They wouldn't Good have been day. in a wild card game either.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
2: So you know, I think about those two teams all the time. Just going, all the talent. I mean, come on, Jerome Brown, Reggie White. I mean, Byron Evans. Now, do uh, you think
1: that that defense, that Eagles defense you're talking about, late '80s, early '90s, is that as good as the Bears '85 defense? I mean, talent wise.
2: Uh, it, it, yeah, it would be really close to it. It, it did. And it, it sustained a little longer, than I thought the Bears' defense did too. Right. That was the one thing. But yeah, they were they were stacked every position. Eric Allen, a corner. Yeah, you'd watch tape and go, Eric Allen's not even covering his guy, right? Because he would get he was a tremendous player, borderline Hall of Fame corner. I thought, right? But he would watch the rush and his receiver at the same time. And if he saw the pocket closing down, he would leave his guy and run and cover somebody else.
0: Right. And he was getting a ton something. of
2: interceptions that way, too. Yeah, yeah, and, right. You know, you see the film, oh, I'm going to throw it at his guy. Oh, yeah, well, good luck on that. <laughs> you know, because first you had so little time because Buddy Ryan did such a great job of lining up where you really yeah. couldn't double-team any of his good pass rushers. and So they knew that was going to work. And just the different... All the different coverages they used. They they weren't just cover three. They they would double your key guys like Belichick. And the last story I'll say. Yeah. I played down there. I don't know the year. I forgot.
1: You're talking about Philadelphia again? Philadelphia. Was a night game or a day game? I'll be able to tell you.
2: Oh, I'm going to say it was 88. It was a 4 o'clock game.
1: 88? Okay.
2: Well, (laughs) I got a sheet of paper, and it had all their defensive calls on it. Right. And I go, did they plant this or is this real? <laughs> and I go, I'm going to think it's real because it just looked like it. And it was in our locker room at, right. at Philadelphia. Right. So I go out there. We start the game. I can't remember the linebacker's name. He was calling out the defenses. And, you know, I go, okay, that's not, that was on the sheet. And here they got this com everybody's running everywhere, double this guy, double that guy. And I'm just looking at the one receiver, it's one-on-one, throwing completions, and it's going well. I think we lose. Mark Bavaro drops one in the end zone, would have won the game for us. But we're watching the film, and I'm throwing the guys that are not even supposed to be in part of the play and getting completions. And, you know, the Ron Earhart's going, great read, Phil, great read. Real, nice throw, way to go, way to go. <laughs> and Jeff Rutledge, the backup quarterback, is going, how did you? How could you? What, what, how did you do that? Yeah, because he knows up? the
1: rules of how you were coached, yeah, and he's like, how would you even get to that receiver? Whatever. Yeah, right. And, right.
2: And, and so I said, "Look, I'm gonna tell you, but you better not say a word." He goes, Yeah what?" I said, "I knew all their calls. <laughs> they called him when I come to the line of scrimmage. I go, oh, the backside receiver is gonna be one on one. I'll throw to him.' I wouldn't look at anybody else." <laughs> and he and he just goes. He started laughing. He goes, "Oh my God, that's great!" I said. Don't give me up, though. You know, I want to take the credit for what I'm doing here. Right, right. And, uh, it, it was awesome. How you but, remember?
0: How did you remember the calls
2: that well, quickly? Well, I played NFL football. I mean, hell, was... that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, you, how how long did you look at that sheet of paper then before the game?
2: Oh, I I, I got to the locker room probably three hours before the okay. game, so it was in sitting in the locker. So I don't know if they must have had some team meeting on the defensive side of the locker room, the visitor's locker room or something. Right. And it was there, and I just said, you know, first, I don't think this is, but I can. yeah, I learned them all quick. You know, He's, I really did. Yeah. Gosh, I can't remember the linebacker's name either. I it,
1: mean, it's Seth Joyner or Byron Evans. No, it was
2: before Byron Evans, the okay. middle linebacker.
1: Okay, I don't know. But he would call out all,
2: all the things. I go, oh, they're going to double Mark Bavaro. I won't look at him, and it was it was great. <laughs> all right, so great.
1: so you, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned those teams, okay? Right. Yeah. Uh, but I know, yeah. Ahmed was going into it, and he's like, "God, oh, your dad played so many good teams." So I know he had a few he wanted to ask you about. Well, I was out in the I was out the West Coast.
0: We yeah. had all those 49er teams with Joe Montana, and you, you, yeah. and you talked about him a little bit here too. So the the 85 49ers, 84, I think, 84 right? 49ers, yep. second Super Bowl, 15 oh, and one. Oh gosh. 89 49ers, they went 14 and two. They beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl. So those are the two of the the all-time really really good 49ers teams. Where where would they rank in your in your list? Well, they
2: were up there. You know they. Listen, loaded with talent, loaded with depth. I mean, I had some teammates, Bart Oates and Jim Bird, go out there and play, and they just go, "Phil, you just can't believe it." I mean, we got—it's just amazing. He goes, "Jerry," he goes, "the receivers alone." You know, it, it was—it it was incredible, all that. But they were not complicated on the defensive side. They kind of beat you with the talent. That's one thing. Right. I played them in '84 in a playoff game out there. And I remember when the game was over, we flew home. You know, I get home at 6 a.m. in the morning. My wife Diana opens the door, and I stood there and I said, "Oh my God, I didn't get hurt!" Hmm. And and because it, it was absolutely horrendous. Fred Dean, right? I think Fred Dean was on a team. He yeah, had to he be, was. Yeah, he oh was. Oh my gosh! Right. You know, he was tall, long, and wiry. And when he hits you, it's just one of those guys. It really hurt. Right. Just you know, some people hit you, and you just, it's like, oh man, it's like they got a knife and they're sticking it into you. He was one of, the, and they were they were wicked, and they beat. The game was somewhat competitive. Twenty-one
1: to ten, if I recall correctly.
2: Yeah, it might be twenty-one, twenty-four to ten, but our only points. The touchdown came, I think, Harry Carson intercepted a pass for a touchdown.
1: Oh, I think you're right. Just guessing. Right.
2: And it, yeah, no, it was a beating. Every play we had. It was, they'll look real quick, and then throw it to the back right away. <laughs> <And>
1: so, <laughs> well, I know nobody talks about the defenses of some of those 49ers teams and oh, how gosh. good they were. The offense gets all yeah. the headlines.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, listen, the offense was a unique, uh, cutting edge, the first really of its kind that really had great success, and it, it was – Something to watch. It right. really
1: was. All right. So I know you got to go. I want to ask you about one more team there, just because I mean, since we're talking about every Super Bowl team of that era and all the the team that gets forgotten about and you know won three Super Bowls in a in a you know what is it a, a ten year span? They're Washington Redskins. You know, where do those teams rank to you all time? Or you know, where how did you view them when you look back in the history now? Where do you you know what do you look at where you go? Oh, they were amazing at this or. Or whatever else, what jumps out to you?
2: Well, they were just really well coached. Richie Pettibone was a defensive coordinator. He did a great job. Again, you know, guys, I just they just would play every coverage against you in the world. So they, it wasn't like you know today teams. Most teams don't play a lot of different. Coverages on defense, right? They did. The safety was always running out of the middle of the field, doubling somebody. And of course, they had this guy there for so many years called Daryl Green. So they just say, Daryl, you know, you take care of the right side; we'll take care of the rest. <laughs> right. And he literally would be like that the whole game. But you, listen, you know the edge rushers.
1: Yep, Charles Dex- Manley, oh, yeah. Dexter, Dexter Manley, or, yeah, and, and, and Charles Man,
2: Charles Man. So that was just one thing. Right. But it was, it, it's that. It was the players, but they were just uniquely coached also. Joe Gibbs had an offense that was – they were basically the only team running that in the league, the shifting, the movement, and what they did was – you know, it was a little ahead of its time too. Right. And it, it, so you put all that together, and it, that's why they had great success. To do it with three different – one thing they loved down there. Yeah. They like quarterbacks that could really throw it. Man, they did. Gosh almighty. I mean, they really had – Throwers. I mean, Doug Williams, a legendary arm in the NFL, without question. But Mark Rippon, man, when he got hot, I mean, could he get any hotter when he was in the Super Bowl up in Minnesota? Definitely not. I mean, every boy threw was perfect that day. Right. Jay Schrader, I mean, listen, he might throw in row two every once in a while, but he, I'll never forget playing them in the championship game.
1: Yeah, in 86. 86. Right.
2: 30, 40-mile-an-hour win. Right. And I'm just like going, Jay Schrader was throwing 55 yard balls, perfect spirals down the field into the wind. Yeah. He
1: had I mean, a special Spock. arm, I know.
2: It, it, it was incredible, and it's it just, not
1: like Joe Thiesman was too shabby with his arm either. Before yeah, that, Joe
2: for, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe, you know, had that big old floppy motion, but he could put some steam on it too. Of course, you know, an MVP of the NFL says a lot too. Exactly right, and he earned it. Even though, and and you talk about all of them, but Joe by far was had the best hand of everybody. That's for sure. The best hand tan oh tan <laughs> you know, he, he's the george hamilton of quarterbacks in the yeah. nfl you know he really was every is, time right. i see him you know even today if i see him he'll he'll text me every once in a while white teeth
1: perfect tan
2: yeah i go joe are you tan he goes what do you think you know <laughs> are you playing golf of course yeah. oh he's great all great right guy. dad so, you the man good, right, good stuff go. i mean you guys have a good day all thanks right. for having me on all right dad we'll all see right, you dear. have a good one
1: Always a good time. Always a good time. I never know where the conversation is going to no, go with the don't. big
0: effort. Never. Although I would, if you, I, if you have influence on him, I yes. would encourage him to use a credit card more. A- a credit card? Because you're almost, you, you get the points from right. the credit card, right? You get rewards. That's right, right. And so if you, if you pay it off all the time, you don't pay the interest, you're,
1: you're throwing away money by not using a credit well, card. Well, trust me, my mom and my sister are definitely making a dent in his credit card, <laughs> okay. too, so don't worry. He's okay. getting points, I can promise you that. <laughs> Always been a cash guy, though. And you know, he brought up some point. you know, the point he brought up about, I was like, why is it that players carry around cash? He's yeah. like, well, because most of them were poor growing up. It's a very real point. There's no doubt about that. Uh, And, you know, Hey, as an athlete, too, you know, there is that – I think a lot of those guys, because they came from nothing, they're very generous. I mean, sometimes too generous. You know, my dad has a a saying, and I should have said this to him, you know, he he doesn't tip, he overtips. You know, I think he's very wary of the fact that he came from nothing and, you know, the farms of Kentucky, and then his parents started to work at a factory, a Ford factory there, and all those things to where, you know, he tries to give back. And I think the majority of NFL football players are like that. I never heard the – Stealing of the signals of the Eagles thing though. That was really interesting. That was interesting. Did you hear that happen to my college team, Texas, one year? You left a playbook? They, Oklahoma, left a fake first ten plays on our sidelines and our coaches. Took the hook okay and they went up and down the field on us to get out to like a 17 nothing lead so the plays they had yes. did the actual play they run was
0: it a counter off of the play that they had yes designed, right For, as maybe. i understand
1: it i've never oh, seen the sheet but <laughs> that's yes great. that's what they did basically we called defenses that's thinking funny. we're gonna smash this play and they had the perfect play to go against that defense that we call it oh, so that's fun. yeah it's pretty amazing
0: that's funny stuff. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I couldn't believe he, re- he he remembered all of them, and then he goes, "I played in the
1: NFL, Ahmed." Of course, <laughs> I no,
0: could you remember Well, you did kind of sheet. question,
1: like, yeah, you questioned him, like even some dumb not meathead quarterback. <laughs> That's yeah. not what I was trying yeah. to imply. <laughs> well, you know what you get used to in football with stuff like that. You can learn in a hurry, especially if you've been in a league where if you get a sheet and everything. You just get so used to learning things code word wise. Oh, code word means this code word means that to where you can start to just flip over the terminology and go, okay, their code, you know, you know, red might mean corner blitz to us. Oh, well, they call it blue. And then you can really you can coach yourself as long as it's not too much stuff all at once. If there was six, seven calls there, I could believe even somebody is. Yeah. Unintelligent as my <laughs> father can figure out I'd those. Say that because I have a terrible
0: memory, I would have brought the sheet out there with me. I would have just had it and I would have
1: Yeah, it that's out. what I wanted to be like, Dad. You didn't bring it to the side. That's what I would have done. We should have asked that too. I forgot that. I don't ask think that. he did. He yeah. didn't. I don't think. I don't know either. But he apparently was more more worried about impressing his coaches that he was getting you know the answers <laughs> I, right. That
0: was good, wasn't I, coaches? Give up my gig. Right. Uh, okay. Well, we want to do a couple more. On yeah, your list let's do we'll, it. We'll get all the way to the top two. We okay. won't reveal the top two. Ooh. Although like I know who they are, but I don't know the order. You actually actually. Good. good. I'm glad. Okay. Um, so number
1: four on the Chris Sims top 40 quarterback countdown is? Number four is big Andrew Luck. Captain Andrew as they say, right? Uh, 39 yeah. touchdown passes this year. Second in the NFL. Only to a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Andrew Luck's season uh, was off the charts. Again, you know what it shows you too. Look at what happens to a player, okay? And Andrew Luck was good already. Don't get me wrong. But when you start to give a support system around him. Andrew Luck, we talked about it a few minutes ago a guy who's oh he gets injured a lot right he's oh he gets the injury Ben but, Roethlisberger but, well yeah. and the, like I talked about with Aaron Rodgers why is that Andrew Luck the first few years of his career if he didn't just stand there and just wait for people to kill him to throw the bomb or make the plays happen themselves then the Colts weren't going to win the game so he had to play a dangerous style of football but what we saw last year is a guy that ooh. Now he's got one of the best offensive lines in football, and I saw him avoid some of those car crash hits that got him hurt early on in his career because he realizes, gosh, I actually have a support system here. I don't have to win the game with every time I drop back to pass and do all of that. Andrew Luck, one of the best deep ball football throwers in the NFL, extremely smart, okay? You talk about a pure pocket passer. Yeah, he's a pure pocket passer, but don't forget, yeah, at 240 pounds, he's like, he ran four, five, nine coming out in the combine, right? He can go. And we saw that a number of times last year where he tucks the ball away, okay, and can can rip off a 10, 15 yard gain and do that and stress your defense out. I mean, accuracy, timing is all top-notch. Now, this is a guy that's the arm is not like a big time arm. I'm not, you know, he's not in the, his arm isn't like the woe factor of okay, let's say Would Mahomes, you always
0: think of Andrew Luck of having that. Well, strong, you think of because
1: if you think, I know you do, right? It's kind of that real deliberate, over the top motion. He can throw it a far way. Yeah, that's where I look at it. But he's not throwing like at least for for me and what I've seen through my life, like lasers all over the field. I'm not like, ooh, man, that thing was like vapor trails. I could barely see it on the TV, right? Like sometimes you see Mahomes, you're like. That just looked like a brown blur that went across the screen. And <laughs> yeah. no, that's not the way he is, okay? Uh, I do think that at some point, uh, Ahmed, is, he's going to have to correct his motion a little bit. I don't think it's going to last the test of time. And I don't necessarily think it's always conducive to bad weather. Something I talked about a little bit in the AFC divisional playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sitting there watching, you know, Andrew Luck throw in the snow and win. And, you know, the ball was getting the best of it a little bit. I mean, the wind was getting the best of the ball on some of the throws. Yeah. I went down and watched Patrick Mahomes, and it was like, shoo, and I was like, holy cow, okay, the elements are not affecting Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But that is something that worries me. I don't even know why I went off on that. But just no. big, broad picture, that's what worries me about Andrew Luck. But overall, I mean – you know, the plays he's, he makes, you know, the clutchness that he brings to the table on a week-to-week basis, they started out 0-4. They went 1-5. Once they kind of got their feet underneath them as far as Andrew being totally healthy, getting the grasp of the new Frank Reich system, the defense started to play better. Right. Man, they took off. And, of course, Andrew Luck and all the things he can do at the quarterback position – are are pretty damn special and yeah i think you know when i look at him decision maker accuracy you know aggressive nature to throw the ball down the field you know one of the best at in the pocket in the nfl as far as not only just hanging in there waiting for that guy to come open that's going to be a game-changing type play uh, but just never being affected even though when he knows the ball's got to come out of his hands He's unaffected by the pass rush, so tough that way. And, yeah, I think he's a special, special player that is definitely deserving to be in this top five uh, quarterback.
0: You had him 11th last year after missing the whole year with that shoulder injury.
1: You probably didn't know
0: which way he was going to go. You don't know know. if he's ever going to play again. He comes back, plays every game in 2018. Uh, One off his career high in touchdowns. He had 39. He had a career high completion percentage. One off his career high in wins. They they racked up 10 wins even with a slow start. I was looking at some of the individual games. Yeah. He threw for four touchdowns in three games. He threw for three touchdowns in six other games. Ooh. I mean, they were relying they're, on that. They're
1: kind that of aura. like uh, can't-miss TV. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. Andrew Luck at home at Lucas Oil Stadium, I don't care what the game is or what the score is. You know, they're down by 21 points in the fourth quarter. I'm always like, well, it's only a matter of time before Andrew Luck brings them back, and sure. we're going to have a fun finish to this football game. He was
0: limited in the team's
1: offseason program because of a calf injury. Does that scare you at all? It, it, I mean, they did the right thing. As far as keep, once he had the injury, they kept him out of everything. Because calf injuries are a pain in the butt. They are the type of thing that if you don't let them heal completely, they will continue to, you know, happen again and again and again as the year goes on. So uh, we, we don't need to see, you know, Andrew Luck throw passes in June, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be okay once August comes around and, right. and the regular season starts rolling. Uh, it, when he was 11th last year, did yeah. you think that there was a possibility that he would never
0: crack the top, top 10 I, again? I, Just with uh, your shoulder for the quarterback, you're like, well, that he might I never be the same guy
1: again. I was. I was definitely scared. I mean, especially with, you know, you started to hear the stories about the surgery and the guy, you know, there was so many things along the lines, let alone then he starts to throw a high school football and you're going, game, we're going to the training camp and he hasn't even thrown an NFL football yet. Yet. Yeah. So yes, you know, I did I tried to remind people, hey, let's not forget that before the injury, this guy was right there in the top 5 quarterback in football conversation, yep. you know, and yeah, I had to see it to believe it. And early on in the year, You know, there was some good, but I was like, ooh, I don't know if he's totally back. But as the year went along, I just saw more and more of the Andrew Luck that I know and remember. And, you know, again, they put a lot on his shoulders. They win games because of him. You know, their defense, of course, was certainly better last year. Uh, They ran the ball a little bit better than they have in years past. But, again, I don't think it was anything special. Let me just make sure. I mean – 39 touchdowns, threw the ball quite a bit. Right, still. the 20th ranked rush offense in yeah. football, too. I mean, so, you know, it's not like the run game was there to help him all the time. And Not that that's a determining factor either way, but I think either way we know that games start and end with the Colts, with Andrew Luck's ability to provide for that team. And the way teams game plan for the Indianapolis Colts is all around Andrew Luck and what sure. he does as well. Yep, and he is, what is he, 29 now? He's entering his seventh full season after
0: missing a whole year. I think he's, what, 29 maybe? He's somewhere right in that range. Right. 29 going on 55. <laughs> well, um, he's a brilliant guy. His favorite musician. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Wow, okay, Jersey. Whose, whose right? first album came out. It was Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey, 16 years before Andrew was born. Wow, see? Which makes total sense. It does totally <laughs> make like, sense.
1: Yeah. You know, he's, he's like... He I, probably I, likes those old-fashioned old, old fashioned cars, too. <laughs> well, he set the the bar, I think, to where... You know why we look at guys like Dwayne Haskins a little bit and go you know, oh, they're not ready, they're immature. Yeah. And a little bit, to me, is because of Andrew Luck, he came into the league and he was like, okay, he's 22 going on 42. And he's so mature and he's ready to handle the offense and all of that. And, yeah, he's wise beyond his years. And, really, you talk about a guy that just – does everything right, says all the right things. And just saw, they, I thought that he's got that like, aw shucks attitude.
0: Like, he just told me his favorite movie was West Side Story. So that. Are you think serious? I don't okay. Think I was going like, damn, he's really old <laughs> then if we're going
1: down, going down that list.
0: Studied architectural design at Stanford, just got married this off season to his longtime girlfriend. Okay. She was a gymnast at Stanford, Nicole yep. or Yeah. I met her one time did. this past year. Yes, I did. She's pregnant too. Yeah, so congratulations
1: yeah. to them. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. be a cool. huge.
0: Year for the uh, the Luck family there, so and he and when he and Harbaugh were together at Stanford, there are not two more like all about football guys I think in football. Like, you have Andrew Luck who you just envision when he's away from the field, he's thinking about football. Right, and we already know that from Jim Harbaugh that he's thinking about football. Yeah,
1: 24/7. no, I, well, yeah, he is 24/7. I don't even know if he knows his family members' names, <laughs> but I mean well, it's a big family, and it, so it's hard, right? It's very uh, difficult. But yeah, Andrew Luck. I mean, hey, you saw it last year. He's a special, special player guy. Leader and you know again it's gonna be second year in the system. I think they've helped him out with you know getting a guy like Devin Funches in the building, right? Their receiving core is solid, but I have and we're not sitting here going, Oh, this is one of the best receiving cores in football. But yet we c- consistently the last ten Weeks of the season went, oh, this is one of the best passing games in football. And that's because of Andrew Luck and the things he can bring to the table and his talents that way. And, I, you know, this is a team, I, you know, watch out for this year. The AFC South is so damn good. Uh, yeah. But the Colts are certainly a team that looks like they're on the rise. So, Andrew Luck, number four. We're moving on to number three. Number three.
0: Number three on the Chris Sims top 40 quarterback countdown is? Russell Wilson. Russell
2: Wilson. Yeah.
0: Who
1: was second last year. Second last year. uh, And Russell Wilson, I mean, uh, gosh. I mean, one-man band. I mean, you talk about a team or a guy that is responsible for – more of the production on their football team than any other quarterback in the sport. I mean, that's where Russell Wilson's amazing. I mean, you know, whenever they need a big play, it's almost always, always predicated on Russell Wilson making it happen. Whether it's scrambling, a designed run, big time passes. You know, he's just a special, special talent, right? I mean, gosh, he's got a kind of a unique way in which way he throws the football. Uh, but Russell Wilson, you know, okay. Maybe not as surgical as other quarterbacks, as far as like what they do in their offense and everything like that. It's not always like, oh gosh, look at this. It's a ten-play drive and he's seven completions in a row. No, they don't play that style of football. It's man, you know, Pete Carroll. It, that Pete Carroll, <laughs> Pete Carroll, and like what they ask all the time. That's Russell He's gonna Wilson. heckle you until you, that's okay. until you yell back at him. That's all good. <laughs> Typical mass hole right there. Uh, but but either way, I think yeah, you know, with what they do with Russell Wilson, okay. And the big time plays, uh, yes well, what I was getting to is the the precision part of like his game, the yeah. surgical part. No, they right. don't they're not that way. You know, again, we got to put yourselves into, like, what Russell Wilson's asked to do. You know, it's, it's always like, oh, we're going to run the ball. He plays for a defensive head coach who doesn't want to open things up and sure. do things like that. He kind of wants to play the game close to the vest. Uh, and I'm not making an excuse for him either way, but I think that's the reason sometimes there's some ugliness to their offense in general. But, man, clutch moments when there's nothing there to be delivered in the pass game, which is a lot up in Seattle, okay, yeah. I mean, Darryl Bevel is not famous for his past game schematics. Neither is Brian Schottenheimer. Gave him a good run game. but Right, yet. right. Gave him a good running game. and Exactly right. But, you know, in the past game, I'm not sitting here going, oh, gosh, wow, those are a lot of easy completions. No, a lot of it is is Russell Wilson making unbelievable throws or extending plays and making unbelievable throws that way. And, then, listen, if I had to talk about a negative with Russell Wilson, do I think – There's a few plays every game where I go, ooh, that guy like 15 yards over the middle. And, of course, maybe some of it is because of his size and I'm being a short – I go, ooh, he's open. Like, he should have hit him there. But at the same time, you know, you got to remember the culture in which he was brought up in, which was take care of the ball. we got a great defense. We're going to run the the football. He plays it safe really through three quarters. He's really the kind of quarterback who doesn't really push the envelope until he has to. And then when he has to, we all go, man, look at this guy. You know, whether it's, you know, Super Bowl drives, game-winning drives, whatever it may be, I feel like like, Russell Wilson always answers the bell when they need him to.
0: He, uh, going into his eighth season, started all 112 games of his career thrown right into the fire. And as as mobile as he is and how he plays, he still has stayed healthy and played every single game. Last year was kind of interesting for him when you look at the numbers because he did have his lowest yard total since his second year in the league. Yeah, But a career high in touchdowns, career low in interceptions. His quarterback rating was a career high. So it was almost like his rushing yards were down. It was almost like his usage was down, but his efficiency was up. He I think did so. More. That's a good way he to put did it. did more with less opportunities almost.
1: Right. Well, year. here's another guy who, you know, up until last year, has been behind one of the worst offensive lines in football the last sure. two or three years. It's been Strugglesville, and he's been under duress. So I think last year, one, they wanted to get back to kind of their old-school way of like let's be maybe excessive with the run game, right? Um, two, I think early on in the year they weren't sure how good the O-line was too. So, they're, yeah, they're kind of trying to protect Russell Wilson here by going like, we can't ask him to drop back 35 and 40 right. times a game. He's going to get killed, you know, and they're improving that offensive line. It looks like everything is going in the right direction there. But, yeah, they, they played a game last year where, you know, you've heard me say it can be tough at times on a quarterback because it's run, it's run, it's run, and then it's okay. You know, you're in trouble. Make a big pass. That's, you know, that's not always easy. Right. And, you know, to add to that too, you know, some good talent around him in the past game – but I don't think anybody's going against the Seattle Seahawks going, oh, my gosh, we have to double this guy right here or we can't win. Or they're tight end. Like, no, nobody knows they're tight end. Okay? And we know Tyler Lockett. And we knew Doug Baldwin, who was really, really good for years and years. But right. even last year, he was injured. He wasn't himself. But it didn't matter. And it was just, oh, hey, Russell. Make plays, 35 touchdowns, he'll seven receptions, and he'll figure it out. Which is why they paid him. They paid him 140
0: million contract extension. He's it's a going special, to be the special talent. talent. Through 2023, became the highest paid player for AAV average annual value with 35 million a year, and so he used some of that money to hire Josh Cashman. Do you know about Josh Cashman? I don't know. 23 year old video maker. He makes stuff on, on Twitter and Instagram. Right. Uh, he is now part of Russell Wilson's company, uh, West to East. Empire, it's a branding agency, okay. and so he was making videos about the Seahawks, cool memes about the Seahawks, he's oh. 23, he's in college, right? and now Russell Wilson has hired him to help make the memes for for Russell Wilson. Wow, his he, old, his old content he, agency. He
1: hired a meme hired him. a meme guy. a meme guy. Wow, he's got a meme guy now. That's pretty
0: rare. But I mean, Russell Wilson, you do. He is aware of his. He's very aware. Yeah, do, no know, doubt. How, how does that that play in locker rooms yeah. in the NFL? Maybe it's more acceptable for a quarterback. I don't. I
1: don't know. No, I, I think Russell Wilson is. Yeah, it's a little all over the place in the NFL. I mean, hey, again, we're evaluating for what they do on the field, and I've got to remind everybody that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. are there players and teammates of him that think he was just a, he's an absolute dork and a nerd and a square? <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. And I think there's also teammates that go they think he's a total fake. No, I don't know that. All I can say is the guy's been stand-up, role model, pretty perfect. I don't have the personal interactions with him that way. Right. But, hey, I'm not going to lie. Does he come off a little cheesy to me at times? Certainly. You don't know if you're getting the real him. Right? Yeah, right. You don't if, know. He's a guy he, he that the right thing. He's always in franchise quarterback mode. Yeah. Always, no matter what. And he's very aware and conscious of that. What, which is really a lot of franchise quarterbacks. They're like that, for sure, but he seems to be a little more aware than the others. He just started a Snapchat, and he ends every
0: interview with Go Hawks. Go Hawks, I yeah. don't. I don't like that. No, well, I'm not a big you. fan of that. I hear though, you. I would have dropped him down the list just for that. Just for that alone? Yeah. yeah he, still in the top five, but not
2: three.
1: Right. Well, I mean, hey, the one thing I'll look at Russell Wilson, the thing that always, like, you know, and again, yes, you look at the, the things we talk about here, gosh, I mean – He's never at any point been in an offensive system that I even remotely go, oh, this is top five in the NFL, top ten in the NFL. I mean, it's been as basic as it can get. And yet, you know, touchdowns, big plays, quarterback rating, all of those are always towards the top. Always towards the top of the list. and you know, winning football games too. It's right up there. I mean, since Russell Wilson has been there in Seattle, they win football games. And I think it's only going to continue this year. And Because I, I, I do think Seattle and the First of all, he's in the prime of his career, yeah. and I think Seattle has turned over their team to say, ooh, they can make a little mini run here and be certainly a playoff team sure. year after year after year again. So there is your list all the way up to number three.
0: There are two quarterbacks left, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Yep. And so one of those two.
2: although well, no, Tom.
0: No, no.
1: I'm ripping <laughs> up the list. I messed up, everybody. is all over. Patrick
0: Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. The final two remaining. I Like I said, I don't know where you, where you have them. Good. I'm glad teams. you don't, you don't like, know. You like both of them? So I'll, I'll never
1: I'll. tell. I'll listen. To it's it's uh, my homie, my homie, my homie, or is it? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. You don't know. You don't know. You don't and know. you,
0: and even if you have it on paper right now, knowing you, you might switch it.
1: No, this one's not switched. I didn't oh. make any changes. I have and you know, you heard me say this. I didn't make one change to my top ten. Now, other my 10's ones. Been set, yeah. My ten, I always felt like it was the easiest. Easiest part. I knew I was going to take some you criticism.
0: You will always beat yourself up for Tyrod Taylor at 40 I not, will. and not 39. Yes, <laughs> I should have had him at 30. I probably should have had him at 37. Really, really, realistically. You'll never forgive yourself. Okay, so uh, that was fun. Thanks, thanks for doing that again.
1: Hey, no, That's thank fun. you I for like doing it, man. You're the man.
0: And go, and go, Michigan, go blue. They're in the yep. College World Series. Gosh. One win away. One win
1: away. And Vanderbilt was really good this year. They got a really good pitcher going tonight. Tonight, Kumar rocks. So we're going to Game Three. So Sounds we'll probably good. Have a game Three. All right. Peace out everybody hope you enjoyed please continue the comments hate whatever yeah good discussions i welcome it i know i'm i know i am not the god of quarterbacks okay (laughs) uh but i'm always into the discussion and hopefully explaining myself so uh peace out you the man we'll talk soon you know where to find me if you want to watch youtube.com slash nbc sports